everyone. Welcome to JoJo's World. Uh, arigato gozaimasu. Nice, thank you, isn't it? I don't know. Ooh, very well done. I suppose I should have said, like, konnichiwa or ohayo or something. Because that's Japanese. I don't know. I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> well, hi, everyone. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. Today we watched episode 17 of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. That's the eighth episode of Battle Tendency, The Deeper Plan. Now, at first I thought it wasn't a deeper plan, but it is a deeper plan. This covers chapters 75 through 80 of the manga. It seems like there's fewer and fewer chapters going No, it's always roughly the same. Is it? Yeah, look, I'll go back. Oh, okay, here we go. 75 through... 71 through 75 last episode. Oh, so that's even less. 66 through 70 in the previous episode. Then 61 through 66. Goddamn. Never mind. And 58 through 61. Maybe there was just one really, like, massive chunk, maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyway, I am wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, today we start the episode uh, in a ziggurat in the past. And we've got Cars. And ACDC. Cars is monologuing about the power of... The Red Stone of Asia. The thing is, I thought that was the Red Stone of Asia, right? This thing that he's holding and mm. being like, it's the Red Stone of Asia. It refracts light billions of times, and it's pure mm-hmm. and powerful. So that is a redstone of Asia, but yeah. they need the super Asia. Yeah. That Lisa Lisa has, as we learn this episode. Dun dun dun. So he just like crushes it in his fingers. Yeah, because it's not good enough. I mean, good work. We learn that the spines of the mask pierce human brains and bring out their potential. I think we already knew that. Yeah. Uh, but they're not powerful enough to, to pierce our mortal brains. They need more power. And you're going to amplify that power with the stone that amplifies light and makes it more powerful. So the little hole in the top of one of the masks gets filled with that stone. And they, you know, yeah. they say, oh yes, that'll pierce our skulls. He sort of angrily throws the mask he's holding onto a big pile of masks that also have holes in the forehead. <laughs> Which makes you wonder, like, what the hell is he planning with all those masks, man? <laughs> I guess they're like rejected prototypes. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But they need the super stone. That's yeah. they need. This amplified light holds power untold. But this one won't do. This red pebble isn't large enough. We need more capacity and strength in it. To complete our mask, we need a red stone that is large and utterly flawless. We need a super ager. Once we have that, we will conquer the sun and then become the final perfect step in evolution. I mean, it's just a massive dick move, isn't it? It's want to become the ultimate life form. It's like what Dio did, I guess. Yeah, because like this entire arc is them trying to, you know, become their final forms. This whole thing is kind of egg on Dio's face, yeah. since he was always being like, I've become the perfect being. And then there are just these guys under the ground who are better than him in every way. And they're like, oh, we're not even like perfect yet. No. That's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> so then back in the present and Italy... Lisa Lisa talks about how Cars made the masks and has uh, her maid Susie Q bring her the Super Asia, which is on a pendant. Susie Q. Yep. Renowned multi-instrumentalist. Susie Quattro. Yeah, Susie Quattro. Yep. Renowned multi-instrumentalist and hip songwriter. Yeah. Glam rock singer-songwriter, actress, first female bass player to become a major rock star. And there you go. Susie Quattro. Yeah. What was that song you were playing earlier? Uh, Something about love. Oh. Man, can't give me love was the first one. Ah, stumbling in. Yes, that's right. Chris Norman and Susie Quattro. That song we all know. No joke. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds so sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, just a yeah. We all know that song. And there is, of course, also a song called Susie Q, um, originally devised by Dale Hawkins, but covered by the likes of the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. uh, Susie Quattro, Click Credence Clearwater Revival, Linda McCartney. 
Linda McCartney. Yeah. Well, there you go. And also, um, in North Carolina, there's a, a law sort of colloquially known as Susie's Law, which authorises a 10-month jail for cruelty to animals. And this was named after a dog called Susie, which was named after the song Susie Q. The hell? Okay. Good work, North Carolina. What year was um, the Susie Q song written? I don't know. Hmm. Because I know that it was at least 1978. Why do you know that? I know that because it said so on the YouTube video, <laughs> I think. Uh, unless I'm making things up. It's possible. It's Some might say plausible. Ooh. I'm willing to bet. Hang on. Stumbling in. 1995. Huh. Maybe that's why we know it. Uh, Susie Q. Susie Q was written in... Come on. 1936. No, that's when Dale Hawkins was alive. Okay. <laughs> uh, 1957. Okay. Oh, okay. Sort of birth of rock and roll era. So, um, Susie... Uh, Lisa Lisa demonstrates the power of the super-ager in a way that parallels the way cars did in the past with a regular stone. Yep. Where in, in the past, uh, cars held it up to the light of a candle and it shot a beam out and it pierced um, ACDC's hand. So now it goes through the entire tower. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa holds it up to the sun and a laser shoots out of it that smashes a hole in the floor. It's like the Death Star. Shocking literally everyone. Yeah. Except Lisa Lisa. So she talks about how the pillar men wiped out the, um, the Ripple users trying to get the stone 2,000 years ago, but they managed to, to hide it away and then... Jojo sort of monologues about how the stone mask killed their grandfathers and now they've met its creator so they're all emotional and dramatic. And they want to destroy the stone for yeah. some reason? Yeah, Jojo's like, just break it if they need it to become more powerful. But that's what they need to kill them? Yeah, it's, I, God, I really hate prophecies like this where it's like, no, we can't do the obvious thing because we need the thing to kill them. And I'm going to clue you in into future events here. Uh-oh. They could have just broke it. Things would have been a lot easier for them if they had just broke it. Is this one of those things where Jojo just shows his true power and you go, oh, wow. No, not really. He's really he's really badass. But why didn't they just break the stone? Y- you'll see when we get there. It's really oh, okay. dumb. To my mind, one of the weakest pieces of storytelling in the whole series. Oh, no. I'm just really not a big fan of like prophecy in general, except for in things like Macbeth that are specifically about subverting prophecy. So, like, you have a prophecy and then you go, no, nah, screw it. Well, in things where it's like... The prophecy determines this, so it's going to come true, mm. as as it appears to be on its face. Whereas in like Macbeth, Macbeth hears the prophecy that no man of woman born can kill him, so he assumes he's invincible. But obviously, there's a loophole in there that's exploited, and that's kind of the whole point of the prophecy. Yeah, so it's like breaking the logic. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I think you've talked about it before as well. Probably, yeah. yeah. It's kind of one of my bugbears in storytelling. Here, just every episode. You know what I dislike? Prophecies. prophecies. Anyway, Lisa's Lisa, Lisa Lisa is like, okay, boys, time for a final examination. Caesar's going to fight Messina, and then Jojo's going to fight Loggins. And we don't see their faces as we cut to... The OP. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Good bit. Good bit that we shouldn't overdo. <laughs> so, after the OP, Caesar's up on some ropes... Um, between two towers with, uh, Messina. Parallels. Parallels. Yeah, kind of like how Zapelli was up on some ropes with Tom Petty ages ago. Asking complete- about his death. Completing his trial. But unlike Tom Petty, Messina isn't like, we're going to get you to do the, uh, the Celestial Gate trials next. <laughs> He's just there being like, huh, you done pretty good, buddy. Yeah, fight me. Fight me IRL, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm right here. Meanwhile, Jojo is walking into a sort of... Arena? Yeah, some sort of coliseum filled with spikes. Yeah. Which I just have. 
Uh, he's wear he's wearing um a tight tank top and sort of leather wristbands, fingerless gloves, a red beanie, and sort of low riding pants. So he's really showing off his abs. Some of this will be important later. So I wonder if this reflects a sort of difference in teaching approach for Messina and Loggins because. <laughs> You know, it's with Caesar and Log and Messina, it's just fight me on top of these wires. Whereas Jojo seems to be expecting a hidden attack from Loggins at any time. <laughs> and so he's like, I have wool, I have mm-hmm. wristbands, and I have this sweet tight pants. We learn later he's got some clackers on his person. I mean, this is kind of his whole thing though, isn't it? Yeah, just pockets full of crap that he'll MacGyver together to destroy you with. If he probably has a specific compartment in the back of his pants filled with sand. Yeah, just pocket like, sand. It's like, what?! I didn't see this coming. He's like, exactly, because we're not in the middle of the desert. <laughs> My one weakness, Jojo. How did you know? It was in your eyes. But he gets there and something's amiss. Who does he see on top of a pillar? I mean, it's a dead Messina. Well, first it's... Oh, well, it's just a dude who's like holding him by... Okay, he's got like a... It's ACDC. It's ACDC. Holding him... A dead Messina. He's kicked through his chest. He's just holding him there. With his foot. With his foot. His chest is like... Halfway through the foot, and then his head is slowly turning around as Jojo approaches, and then he sees that it's a dead Messina, and then ACDC turns around, still holding his leg in the same spot. Kicks the body away. Kicks the body away. And is like, huh, the stone is close, it's on a couple of islands over with that woman, who would have guessed? I'm just raising my hand right now. (laughs) I, I could have guessed. Uh, and then he goes to leave, and Jojo is inspecting Logan's body and has some of the dumbest dialogue in the episode. <laughs> Just, what, what does he say about the lungs? His lungs were pulled out. Lungs are vital for Hamon users. It had to be a kick of incredible power. So, I mean, you know, he's not wrong. Lungs are vital for Hamon users. Also for breathing in general. Yeah. <laughs> Just... The, way it's, the way it's constructed seems to imply that if he wasn't a Hamon user and he had his young lungs pulled out, that'd be bad, but not really dire. <laughs> He'd be okay-ish. Yeah. Not dead. And then he has a sort of inspiring internal monologue where he's like, the tyrant logs. Logans, logs, that's what they call him. Yeah. You yelled at me for three weeks. You were relentless with your instructions. To be honest, I hated you. I was looking forward to a chance to get back at you. You'll have to watch me from where you are now and see what I've learned from you. See, I guess vows to destroy ACDC or some dramatic crap like that. Something like that, but as we know. The first half of this episode, Jojo's still wearing that breathing mask. There's a lot of shots where he's talking, where they can just, they've just taken advantage of the fact that they don't need to animate his mouth and just use still frames. It's like, okay, as long as we can get as much talking in while he doesn't have a mouth as possible, yeah. go for it. So ACDC starts walking away on this bed of spikes, and he's sort of walking so his feet are just piercing through it, and... He gives zero fucks. Yep, I guess he's just healing him up. Uh, meanwhile, Jojo is a touch more delicate. Yeah, he's... I guess... Up, we were talking about this during the episode. I guess he's sort of applying the principles of using Hamon to walk on water to walking on spikes. Parallels. Parallels, everyone. Yeah. All the parallels to part one. And we know that, like, there's a kind of overdrive that goes through metal like water so i guess overdrive's not really a thing anymore do we get one in this episode do yeah we do actually we get the hum on overdrive so jojo sort of bounces around on the spikes in front of him and is like hey acdc i know it's six days early but i'll take that antidote now it's mine the hubris man the hubris yeah acdc is just like get out of my way and if you touch me i'll i'll by the very act of you touching me i will rip you in half I will literally destroy you, son. Get out. I don't have time to deal with you. And Jojo's like, you don't have time. I'm the one who's going to die soon. And he's like, huh, you're clever. I like you. Now, see, I don't know if 
like half the time when he's fighting him, he's like, ah, you're uh, giving off some very witty remarks there. And I was like, he's, he's not. It's not witty at all. <laughs> not really top tier bants. No. It's just more talking. Yeah. Oh, I haven't had someone like this who could hold a conversation with me for 2,000 years. Kaz is too busy pursuing the goal and Whamu is really boring. Santana could barely speak English. He was just there. <laughs> so... ACDC attacks Whamu. No, what? ACDC <laughs> attacks Joseph, uh, and Joseph blocks it with one finger, which then pushes through his palm, and he's like, "Your ripple's gotten stronger." I mean, it it has. It probably hasn't gotten stronger. It's just that he's going through the finger. I thing. think they they're both a lot stronger by this point. I mean, yeah, but Caesar was able to pe- defeat Messina. True, true. But Joseph doesn't seem like the type to have gotten stronger. <laughs> I mean, he's been doing ripple breathing constantly for the last three weeks with the mask. Yeah, that is true. He's had to complete all sorts of stupid tasks like breathing, inhaling for 10 minutes, then exhaling for 10 minutes. And as we know from the montage, if your breathing is strong, your muscles are strong. God damn it. Okay, so maybe he has gotten stronger. Yeah, that's mathematically proven. (laughs) But at the same time, it does also, it sort of felt to me like he was just doing the thing where it goes through the finger. Well, that too, I'm sure. Yeah, and that was kind of it, because he's like, ah, yes, you were always this strong. On the but also, even when you discount the the d- digestive enzymes in the ham on, he's still blocking someone's fist with his finger. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is somewhat irrefutable. ACDC closes his hand around Joseph's and goes to break off his finger. I think he's like, oh yeah, I can totally break your finger, and then you won't have a hand. Take that, then how will you block me? genius logic but then joseph pulls like some some judo shit and goes with the momentum and flips into the air and just jumps over him and lands on a spike yeah wrapping on along the way wrapping a it looks like fishing line or something because it's clear like a sort of clear cord yeah around his arm which the other end is attached to logan's dead hand it's like oh you finally noticed your arm is wrapped in a loop of fine silk well it's not fishing line it's fine silk (laughs) It's soaked in vegetable oil, so it really conducts Hamon quite well. I admit I was aiming for your neck, but you didn't give me the chance. Ooh. So we know vegetable oil conducts Hamon really well. <laughs> this episode, I've got a lot of like monologues written down in my notes for this episode. Mm. That's because there are so many in the episode, and I think it would be disingenuous if we didn't give you the, the proper experience of it. <laughs> Like, how many mentions of Hamon doing new things are there? Yeah, now? this episode is, oh, um, lots. <laughs> so many. We also learn later in the episode that wool conducts it really well. Yeah. Silk doesn't, but silk soaked in vegetable oil does. And also wool. <laughs> My brain hurts every time we get into Hamon. <laughs> so this episode, this whole fight they're having is basically just a nested series of, like, smug monologues about how they have the other guy exactly where they want them. <laughs> I think, was this where he started quoting... Sun Tzu? Yeah. 2,500 years ago in China, a man wrote The Art of War. It said this, Victory is decided before the battle is thought. That means, if you plan to win, you need to lay out strategies while your opponent is unaware. It's true, I skipped school a lot, but Granny Arena made damn sure I studied my history. So while you may have a lot of years under your belt, you didn't leave any in your, any room in your head for strategy. Aha! Take this! Then he kicks the hand that's on the spikes and spins all the bone, the flesh off the bones. <laughs> I like how it's like, 2,500 years ago, a man in China wrote a book. It was beautiful. It was the art of war. It was special. Let me kick the flesh off your hand. Yeah. So, Irina had sort of weird priorities in Joseph's education, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, I suppose she knew that this moment was coming. But she specifically didn't want him to go and fight things because... 
Yes. She didn't want him to die like his father and his grandfather. Yeah. Speaking of, have we actually met... Oh no, because he died... Yeah, his, yeah both true. of his parents died of sickness, if you recall. That is true. The very convenient sickness. <laughs> so yeah. Joseph, don't bother learning your arithmetic at school, but... Better get that history study down, up boy. the art of war. <laughs> <laughs> Need to know the perfect way to outwit your opponents I never want you to have. To be fair, history is not the worst thing to focus on. True. Like, if you learn about anything, history is a pretty good one. Because mm. maths is history. Yeah, yeah, you see what, you see what I'm... Is it? Yeah, well, I mean, everything to do with everything is history, isn't it? You high. <laughs> no! Well, like, when you boil it down, like, you know. Do you think, like, the same blue that I see when I look over there is the same blue you see? Man, that's just too much for me, you know? And like... other Philosophy 101 discussions. <laughs> You go into a first year philosophy class and half the people there are like, man, what does it mean to be, like, alive? And then a scientist walks in and it's like, shut up. Shut up. Or just anyone who is kind of sick of their shit. <laughs> Beautiful. So Joseph starts gloating about how he disintegrated his whittle arm. And then he's like, well, you should be upset. I'm much more upset than you are because I have this ring around my throat and I haven't been able to sleep well. So take that. Yeah, so come at me, bro. <laughs> and then... ACDC starts crying. Like, he starts bawling his eyes out. Yeah, it's like we're talking like end of Marley and me crying. (laughs) Well, as in the audience or... Yeah. The critics. Well, the the reader. The reader. (laughs) The book is very sad. Wait, it was a book? It's a biography of a dog. Oh. Oh, I thought it was just a movie. No. Oh. Maybe based on the book. Oh, no. And they sort of added some more, like, rom-com elements to the movie that weren't in the book. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The book is really good, though. Would highly recommend. Oh, okay. Very sad ending, because it's a biography, so the dog dies. Damn it. (laughs) Poor dog. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that was a sad way to end that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's bawling his eyes out, and Joseph's like, this is embarrassing. I should... He's throwing a tantrum like a three-year-old. Why are you crying so much, ACTC? Can you just, like, chill, dude? I thought we were having a fight here. I thought you were the, like, pinnacle of human evolution. Yeah, I thought that, like, your whole aesthetic was, like, some hyper-masculinity stuff and you would never show emotion. Well, this is awkward. Well, I guess I should just walk up behind you and snap your neck now. Oh, well, I'm gonna kill you. And then he just stops because ACDC stops. I feel better now. Sometimes when my emotions overwhelm me, and when I'm about to lose it, I try to calm myself by venting with a crying jag. A crying jag. I think that's what he says in the dove. So he talks about how, oh, I also knew Sun Tzu. I travelled to China and met him. In the dub, he specifically says he knew him personally, so... Whoa, okay. In the sub, I think he just says that he knew of him. Yeah, and that he travelled to China and presumably learnt of it either from him or from people who... People in China. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I guess, like, they had a sort of more cordial relationship with humans in the past than they do now. And get the sense that it wasn't, like, one, like, a face-to-face relationship. It was more like either a few privileged people would have met them. Yeah, like... Just to be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What do you need for us to sacrifice? In go to Rome and inspire, like, some artists. And yeah, things. and that's about it. That's as far as it goes. They're... So I'm assuming they still view them all as, like, infer- inferior to them, but the best of the best are, like... You know, you're all right. You got some, you got some, some brains in your head there, Sun Tzu. You got some gusto. Yeah. <laughs> to fight is to delude. All war is deception. Anger your enemies to lure them into mistakes. That's what you're planning, right? I won't fall for it. Come on, son. Come on. And Give he's me like, better. True. You have, you know, progressed a lot in the past three weeks. True to your word. 
I mean, that's... But, you know, what of it? I'm still much better than you. <laughs> yeah, there's there's literally no reason why I can't smack your face in with my finger. And then he, he walks over to Loggins and rips his arm off. I mean, he's uh, pretty... It's pretty brutal, because he just steps on the arm, it flips up, and it just attaches. Yeah, I really like the direct... The, uh, sort of art direction as um the arm attaches to his stump and then his sort of the color it's a sort of he has a sort of more reddish skin tone than than logan's did and that sort of just flows down the arm he's like it's a bit thin right now but it'll it'll grow it'll grow (laughs) we'll get the mad gains happening don't worry just a regular human arm i'd like to see like the montage of acdc like using one um dumbbell to like build his one arm or (laughs) laying in bed doing that thing where you grab that you have that arm that thing that you squeeze together in your hands to oh, build your wrist strength. The, the thing that's like the two things that go the into The two a levers coin. that you yeah. hold in your hand. Yeah, and you're just squeezing that yeah. constantly on his like thimble arm. Yeah. I suppose like that arm would be like that and then his actual... Use your words. The, the, the forearm mm-hmm. that he's just received would be like a pipe, like a little PVC pipe worth of thickness, you know? Like, compared to his usual arm. Yeah, compared to his giant like... I don't know how big that is, but almost like a water pipe level thing. <laughs> where it's just, the muscle is so big that if it, if he like saw a child, he'd be like, hey kid, lift him up with his, this one arm. And he's like, cool, you are almost as big as my muscle. I mean, Shame you are not. Loggins was no slouch. We talked last time about how he is like twice the size of a normal person. And true. Even compared to Joseph. Yeah, he is massive. But it, it, would, it would have been interesting, I think, if him having this arm that is weaker than he's used to had come up in any way in this fight. Yeah, I was surprised that, like, it wasn't built off of. If he tried to pull some sort of manoeuvre and then his arm gave out and he was like, oh no, I can't do it, I'm vulnerable. Yeah, or if Jojo exploited the weakness of it. Yeah. Well, half of his arm is gone and it's been replaced by a human arm. Huh. That arm had residual ripple energy in it, which I activated from a distance. I retract all previous statements about that being a good idea. (laughs) So yeah, now Joseph starts to panic a bit because he can't read ACDC. He's just too weird. I've always been able to read my opponents and use their feelings against them, but this guy's personality is beyond me. Am I the one who's being read here? I mean, I can't answer that question, Jojo. That's up to you. At this point, Logan starts boiling. Logan starts boiling? Yeah. Oh yeah, Logan started boiling. That's right. Because that was weird. ACDC reveals that, like, Wamu can create wind through manipulating his body uh, with the Divine Sandstorm. He can create heat. And that he injected a heap of his boiling blood into Loggins when he took the arm. Yes. Yes. Okay. But. (laughs) But. But. I didn't see any moment where he could have injected blood into him. I mean, he did step on his, like, arm like that, but... Well, maybe maybe it was when he kicked kicked him through before. Because we saw that, like, his chest wound was full of, like, basically fire. True. Yeah, that makes sense. And he'd just been slowly cooking that whole time. (laughs) Slowly broiling in his own blood. Ooh, I like that. No one makes me broil my own blood. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> so I guess these Pillarmen powers, even though it's presented in a way that you don't really see the mechanics of them beyond maybe when they first explain it. Is it earth, wind, and fire? Almost. Ah! Um, they're all sort of like natural extensions of the way Santana was pulling his crazy shit. Like the Divine Sandstorm is made by contorting your muscles at... Thousands of RPM. Yeah, and ACDC talks about how he boils his blood through the same mechanisms that an animal's core temperature increases when it's fighting disease or when it's heavily exerting itself. Mm, I can raise my blood up to 500 degrees and then shoot it out at will. At the same time I took off its arm, I sent in some of my boiling blood to show you. With his divine sandstorm, Wamu can control the wind. My domain is that of heat. I control the inferno. I just want to, like, pat him on the head and be like, 
Good work. Mm-hmm. You controlled the inferno. <laughs> Joseph pretends not to be phased by this and is like, I'll grant you the power that the, your power to destroy a defenseless dead body is amazing. But I can also see that you're just trying to scare me. And then deep down, oh shit, I'm real scared right now, bro. I'm fucked. <laughs> I am straight up screwed. Then he throws some clackers at him. <laughs> As is the JoJo way, yeah. where nothing else works. These were like weird clackers, clackers though, because did you see he threw them... And as they went, he sort of grabbed this really long rope they had attached to them. Long rope? Yeah. The cord that attaches the two of them. It was really long. He just grabbed it as they went. Oh, I thought he had like a little ring on um, the middle of them. That was last time. Oh. Well, maybe it's the same quote unquote clackers. I wonder if this is perhaps some of the rope he uses to weave his trap later. Possibly. Yeah. Because all the silk. We see the diagram where there is the red string and the white string. And I wonder if that is just for the purpose of the diagram or if. There was, in fact, two different ropes in use. I cannot answer that question. No. Something it is left in the air. <laughs> something is a little ambiguous. Yeah, still. I think cool. it does work. Storytelling-wise, it does work better if it's all the same rope. Yeah. But, whatever. Who knows? So now ACDC... Oh, he splits his hand down the middle to dodge the attack that basically wasn't going to hit him anyway. He just <laughs> wanted That's to all he had off. to do. Yeah. And then he does, like, some real gross stuff where the... the... Well, can I describe this? Sure. So. So he, like, splits his hand down the middle and then... As his hand is coming towards him, I think he says, my veins will pierce you. Yeah. At which point I was thinking, oh, okay, well, I mean, he's going to put his hand in. No, no, no. His fingernails lift up. Like hatches. And veins start popping out. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. He says, um, my veins will inject boiling blood into your skull and turn your brain into a nice red stew. This is the reason that I am called the Burning King. Which sounds a bit like a sort of Dark Souls boss, doesn't it? It does. It's also... And they're in this big coliseum, big ruined coliseum. It's all very Jago's Dark Souls adventure to, um, the Frozen Throne. Yeah. What was Dark Souls 2? Scholar of the Lost Sin. (laughs) First Sin. The thing is... That's a pretty terrible reason to have that name, the Burning King. Because you can burn people from the inside out? No, because you shoot veins out of your body. (laughs) Which burn people. Yeah, alright, they burn people, but at the same time, if your main attack is, I shoot veins at you, the Burning King, why wouldn't you be called... Because they burn people. Yeah, but like, surely you'd have a cooler name that involved, oh yeah, I shoot veins out to burn you. I mean, did they have a great knowledge of veins and stuff 2,000 years ago? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Neither do I. (laughs) They call me the Humor King because I have perfect control of my four humors. Watch out for my yellow bile, Joseph. (laughs) They call me the Temperamental Lord because I am the master of my own temperament. Anyway, then Lisa Lisa is on her balcony and her wine glass cracks and she's like, Jojo. For some reason that happens. Cut to ad break. Just like ominous portents. I mean, it has to happen. Like, she is the master. She would know. After the ad break, Caesar wins his fight. <laughs> Just like, in a minute, he wins. They're running at each other, and they jump at each other, and Caesar blocks uh, Messina's strike with a, a wall of bubbles. Yeah, he and does they... like the little bubble launcher, but it's yeah. just a shield. Yeah, and they both bounce back and land perfectly on the ropes, of course, because they're crazy ninja monks. And then Messina's like, stop, stop, stop. You burnt off all my arm hair. What else can I do after being shamed like this? And we get a shot of him holding up both of his arms. And one of them just looks like the arms always look in the anime. And that's the one that's been changed. And the other one just has, like, squiggles of hair drawn on it. <laughs> like, really bad He's squiggles. really, like, her suit all of a sudden. <laughs> it's really funny because, like, they do a close-up of the arm where all the hair came off. And it's, like, really shiny. Yeah, but other than that, it just looks like his, his arm normally. Yeah, it's just a normal anime arm. <laughs> 
He's, he's talks about how if they kept fighting, one of them would surely die, and he's pretty sure it would be him. He's pretty sure. I've been training for ten years, but you're already better than me, Caesar. It makes me wonder, like, are these guys really human? Because <laughs> if these guys have been training for ten years, and then they show up, and they're like, hey, we want to learn some, like, Get harmons. a job, Messina. Yeah. Ten years just on Lisa Lisa's, like, midlife crisis training island. <laughs> Just like the plantation of your own self-defeatedness, <laughs> you know? So having won, jo- uh, Caesar immediately walks back to his side of the I don't know, rope the structure. Twin, yeah, the twin pillars. Yep. Gets out his binocs and looks over at the Colosseum. Are you really so interested in your good-for-nothing friend, Jojo? Jojo may seem like a good-for-nothing loser who's really just, like, the worst. He does. everyone hates him. He does. But deep down, he's actually okay. Mm, debatable. And then Mazine is like, Wow, Caesar, you don't make friends easily. Let's that hang there for a second. <laughs> but I guess when you do, it's true love, huh? I want to say yes. I mean, the internet, surely, at this... Because I haven't seen anything on the internet, but surely... Of course not, it's forbidden. Yeah. But surely the internet has taken that line and just gone, it's true love. It's true love, isn't it, Caesar? <laughs> eh? Eh? Well, of course, the internet will make anything true love. Will make anything fuck anything else. Yeah. It's like, hey, look, it's Stalin and, like, this random picture of a gecko. It's true love. Eh? Eh? It's called the Iron Lizard shit. <laughs> <laughs> the lizard will be fucked for Mother Russia. All right. <laughs> Anyway, we have like a sort of abrupt cut back to the battle as Joseph is being knocked backwards and uh, by veins. Yep, and the heat and the heat and somehow the mask that he's wearing, the breathing mask, has saved him because it couldn't burn up his face or whatever. Yeah, this is the thing I don't get right. Like, and the steam veins... is coming from it. Yeah, the veins shot into the mask. We assume we didn't see it. Well, no, I think we saw it because he was going for his mouth with the veins. Yeah. Before the ad break bit, and then the mask must have saved him. But then, like, blood's coming out of there. So I'm just guessing that the veins got to the mask, like, poured some blood into his face. There's, like, a filtration system in there or something. Yeah. And then just, like, shot back out. So as he falls, he has a very lucky landing (laughs) where the mask gets smashed on one of the spikes that he's right next to and comes off his face. Mm -hmm. I'm sure much to the chagrin of the animators because now they have to lip sync him like everyone else. Ugh. God, so much effort has to go into this thing. (laughs) The hell. And he's like, hot, 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 I just got that mask off and you've burnt up my lips. Damn his blood. (laughs) Damn his boiling, boiling, really too close to my face blood. And ACDC has another gloating monologue where he's like, Jojo. Mm." (laughs) Let's see, on the surface you make witty banter, but inside your head you're making all sorts of plans, aren't you? Ooh, Jojo, you went pale. Did I hit the mark? Was I anywhere close to the bullseye? He says it in a very weird tone, doesn't he? Yeah. He has a really weird American accent in the dub. It really yeah. really puts me off. Well, in the in the sub that we watched, um, he kind of has that weird, like, Did you do this? And, like, all animes do at some yeah. point. But, like, I imagine in the dub they don't do that? Well, he goes bullseye. Alright. It's less uh, ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous, trust me. Still quite bizarre. I'm sure it makes more sense in actual Japanese. <laughs> I would imagine that was like a suffix or something. Yeah. So, Jojo starts explaining his plan internally. So we know it's not going to work as... As intended. As he's explaining to us, because that's never how plans work, right? If yeah. plan's explained, it doesn't go according to plan. 
Like, literally every single heist film Exactly, ever. yes. Every heist film. You lay out the plan perfectly so the audience knows what's going to happen. Whoops, something went wrong. Yeah, but heist films don't never get exciting. if Everything goes perfectly yeah, well. Yeah, then yeah. you're just watching a... Oh, well, I mean... I mean, you can have tension where it's like, oh, is this going to work? Is this going to work? Yeah. But if there's no potential for things to actually go wrong, yeah. then you, qu- you quickly learn that... It's dull. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, so they're actually just very good at heists. Mm, they're actually just really a really efficient team of eleven people. Yeah, they have some really good like group management. Yeah, yeah, they should um they should run like team building retreats or something. Why don't they start a camp? <laughs> the um fantasy camp for heist people. It'd be pretty cool. You could do like obstacle courses. Yeah. And like um like rock climbing. Target training. Mm. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case anything does go wrong. But it won't. Play with some explosives, I guess. Lock picking. Human lock picking. What does that mean? Unlocking their minds to do what you want. Alright, moving on. <laughs> so, Jojo is going to, as he's dodging the next attack, trail the string from his beanie amongst the spikes. Now, this is where we realise that Wool can duck someone. Yeah, and he's gonna... Like, if they just did it, I wouldn't give it a second thought. Like, sure, it can go down that, but it's like, Wool can duck Hamon especially well. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> Why? Why are we even bothering with this at this like, point? I feel like mentioning that detail makes it somehow less believable than if they had just sent it through it. The specificity of saying, ah, yes, there's this certain little thing about Hamon that you need to know just to validate that it will work. Yeah. Like, no, we've gone down this path before. Yeah, we have it, gone so it, far down this path. You can send it through a sword, you can send it through... Your fists, you can send it through a beetle made, a, a scarf made out of beetle stomachs. You can send it through goddamn leaves. Yeah. Not the same leaf. Leaves, plural. Yeah, so I feel like if they had just, in basically all these contexts, just done it and not had to explain this thing conducts it especially well, mm. we, it would be more believable. Yeah, or just more enjoyable in general. So yeah, his plan is for... is He lays out that trap, and then once ACDC enters the zone, pull up all the string, wrap him up in it, and then send the ham on through it. But will it work? Probably not. Shit. Could he be reading my plan? No, that's impossible. As he starts to laugh. And then Maniacally. ACDC like, gets down and starts impaling himself on the spikes to make more holes with which to shoot veins and blood out of. A cunning strategy. Literally almost kill yourself to kill your opponent. I mean, it's not really harming him, though, because he can yeah, just heal really that right not. up. Yeah, it's really not... <laughs> He says, and I think that's cool how, because you would assume that, oh, if he, why is he just walking on the spikes and healing it up? If he could just, you know, probably either walk on top of them or... Um, Do anything. Yeah, or just like yeah. contort his body around it. So there's like a hole in his foot that matches it perfectly. Or, mm. And then I think that's neat how, you know, he might be intentionally wounding his feet so that he has more vein holes to work with. Possibly, yeah. That's true. Anyway, he says, take this, the Burning King's Prison. <sighs> which is my favourite Dark Souls map. <laughs> The Burning King's Prison. Jojo does his dodge, and he's like, why is my hat shrinking? You figured it out, huh? Watch out, you're in my net. And then ACDC says, the next words from your mouth are, I'm gonna knock that smirk right off your face, watch. And Jojo says, I'm gonna knock that smirk right off your face. What? What? It's a really intense cut as, like, his eyes flash into the foreground of the screen in some sort of crazy colour shift thing. It's amazing. That's my thing. You can't do that. I'm me. You're not me. ACDC says, says, you said you had a web. Look around. I'm the one with the web. I knew exactly what you had in mind even before you did it. And then we see that hatches have also opened up in his toenails and veins are coming out and they they cut the the, the rope web that he's so cleverly established. This whole fight is just them constantly trying to one-up each other and being like, no, I'm better at tricking you. No, I'm better at tricking you. And then, like, stealing each other's tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think... ACDC 
just to just kill him. I mean, <laughs> he clearly has the upper hand for this. Well, well, he seems to have the upper hand for this whole fight until the very end. But it's not very honourable, is it? It's not very uh, JoJo, is it? <laughs> so the next thing that happens is JoJo starts laughing. Well, not first. ACDC gloats for a bit. Oh, yeah, he... JoJo is standing there with like his arms crossed and his eyes closed, and the veins are all around him, dripping blood onto him, and they're sort of like burning him just a bit. Just a bit, because they're quite... It's quite hot, though. Mm. Oh, yeah, and then there's a cutaway to Joseph and... Uh, to Caesar and Messina again, where Messina's like, we can't go help him, we don't have time, and if he falls, we need to get into position to, to be the next one he fights, so... So come on. Off to the stone, laddie. And they both just start climbing down from the, their towers. Mm. And that's but... the last we ever see of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, Caesar, once that's again. A, that's a wrap on Caesar. <laughs> no, not really. Well, that would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, quick, we need to go. We can't help him now. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Caesar fell from the tower and died. <laughs> oh, that'd be awkward. So now Joseph starts laughing. He laughs like pretty hard as yeah. well. You'll notice my arms are folded and my eyes are closed. This laugh would be one of victory. I think uh, ACDC feigns surprise. Well, I think he's, he's like, genuinely surprised. Oh, no, yeah, actually, he's a bit... Well, well he's, I like to... He's overconfident. Yeah, he's overconfident. He's like, come on, Jojo, you're screwed. Yeah, and then... Joseph is like, no, you're screwed because you don't know shit about close-up magic. (laughs) (laughs) So we unveiled that even though ACDC has broken all the wool net bits. Even though he's a strategic genius, he isn't up with the times because in the last... 200 years or so, sleight of hand has become a thing. It's become so commonplace that it's become entertainment. Yeah. And Jojo really likes it. Yeah, Jojo says, your plans weren't went deep, but they weren't nearly as deep as mine. He had the deeper plan. Dun dun. Everyone looks at the camera. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the episode yep. ends. <laughs> and that was the last episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh be happy with that no um so he unveils that even though acdc has cut all the wool he has another string a white string or it's the same string laid out in a particular pattern well no because he has the red string that was the color of his hoodie but was that just for diagram purposes or no that was one of the strings right so then yeah i I know what you're saying but was when we saw that shot of the two interlocking ropes yeah and they were looped in such a way so that if you cut the red string the white string would still function. This is what we were saying earlier. Is it actually two separate strings, or did the diagram just differentiate their colours to explain uh, how the rope magic worked? I don't know. I th- maybe it was just the red one. Because it's interloops that I think he assumes that it's one particular, one continuous rope that... He just sort of put around. That is, like, haphazardly strewn about, mm. when in fact it's strategically strewn about and looped around itself in so... or possibly this other string in ways such that if he cut certain points where... He assumed that, oh, if I do this, I'll just break the string and he won't be able to pull it up. That's, in fact, the rope on the way back, and it's already encircled around him. Mm. I mean, it would make more sense if it was the one string because he has one beanie. Yeah. So, But could he have done it with the clackers he shot out earlier? True. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know enough about close-up magic. <laughs> the, des- the dessert of magics. The dessert of magics. That's a joke from the One Shot podcast. Good lord. <laughs> Then he's like, now you'll say my veins will move faster than your pathetic ham on. And then he says, now your veins will move faster than my pathetic... Wait, uh, wait a minute! (laughs) And so I guess this is kind of like a a sort of quick draw situation where he's pulled the rope up and it's wrapped it around him and his veins are right next to him. So it's whoever can do their their deadly attack first. Guess who it is, guys. 
Because it ain't ACDC. No. Caesar. <laughs> Caesar, I mean, wait. Caesar just leaps in and bubbles everything, and that's the end. <laughs> it's like, Jojo, what the hell, bro? Uh, yep, the the wool conducts the ham on really well, and it goes down and, and into, va- vaporizes his whole body. Into a ham on overdrive. Yeah, now feel the beat of my ham on overdrive. <laughs> then I really actually like this bit where ACDC is like, no, I can't lose. Not by a human. And then his horn shoots out of his hat and he his his body starts like exploding with light and mm. his head turns into like a burning skull and he rushes at Jojo and Jojo just sort of casually holds up his fist and smashes the horn against it. No, 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 he holds a finger. No, it's his fist. It's his fist? Yep. I thought it was his finger. No. Oh, oh, shit. All right, never mind. <laughs> there you go. Just punches the horn in two and ACDC dissolves and just his clothes are left in amongst the spikes. Except for the nose ring, which luckily flies out and lands on the pavement. All of his clothing and stuff ends up in the, like, spike pit, but not the ring. I guess that makes sense because he punched his head. Yeah, 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 I suppose. But then what about the other rings? They dissolved. Dramatic. (laughs) Yeah. Plot convenience. Yeah. So then he doesn't have to be like, now I have to get through the spikes. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my back. (laughs) Gotta lean down between these spikes. Jojo aged 30 days. (laughs) (laughs) And then the, the rings on his throats. His throat and heart. Oh, no. Broke early because he aged so quickly. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he gets the antidote and I think he says, oh, it's like snot. Yeah, because he breaks it open and like this gross liquid trickles out. Hmm. Good thing that like they didn't just fall to the floor. Yeah. Oh, no, I need that. I was like looking in the ground. I was thinking that might actually have you like, oh, no. And now I need a new way to get it out. Well, now I'm boned. (laughs) I think you'll find he was more constricted to the situation than ever before. Constricting his windpipe. Oh, so he takes the antidote, and we see a shot of the ring around his uh, windpipe dissolve in a very like Dark Souls fashion as well. Mm-hmm. Of like a yeah, so sa- it turns, into, turns into dust. Yeah, that dust is now inside his body forever. <laughs> it's like microfiber. It's sort of almost Sailor Mooney in that like fade across. Okay, so I think it's yeah, Sailor I think Moon. I think I don't know what you mean. Yeah, it's very smooth. Then he's sort of introspecting, like, huh? When I beat Santana, he turned to stone and just feigned death. But there's nothing left of. ACDC now? What's up with that? Maybe I've just gotten a lot stronger, huh? Maybe. So then he's walking home and (laughs) he's like, huh, maybe I used my head too much in that fight. My shoulders are really kind of stiff. And then we get to see the back of Jojo that we haven't seen yet. For a little while. This is where I just went, uh... There's a brain. And like a central nervous system. (laughs) Just sort of hanging. Just hanging there on his back. Clinging to his back. Hiding, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because... What the fuck? <laughs> like, it's not even like, oh yeah, there's like eyes and stuff on him. Or like a little dude, like, they're being like, okay, just need to wait to regrow my Tiny ACDC that lived in big ACDC's head. Whoa. <laughs> Which I guess is what a brain is. Whoa. <laughs> Back to the philosophy 101. Back to the future 101. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just there. It's like something from Men in Black mixed with, uh, who's the guy that made um, the crazy Japanese horror... Mungus. One of them's like oh, Aragama um, Fault. Yeah, I know I know the guy. I know yeah, Aragama Fault. Yeah, that guy. It looks like something that he would do. But you're just looking at it and going It's not Jinji uh, Ito, is it? Yeah, I think that's him. Anyway, it looks like that, man. Yeah. Then we get a shot of like six days remain and to be continued. Dun, 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 we get a shot of the moon from Majora's mask getting closer and closer. <laughs> How many hours is that? Seventy two times two. Hundred and forty four. Whoa, I just did that. Good math. Yeah. That's what happens. That's twelve when you times twelve. It. Whoa! Nice! Mathematic power! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he has 144 hours remaining. That's not a lot of time. No, nope, he should start writing his will. Yeah. 
because he is screwed against. Was it Cars that gave him? No, not Cars. Um, Whammo. Whammo. Yeah, Whammo gave him the other ring. Cars didn't care. Yeah, Cars was like, I have no time for these ridiculosities. I just want the stone. So that's one out of three pillar men dead. Really well, fast. Well, say the brain is still there, but the body's been destroyed. I mean, that was very fast though, wasn't it? Mm. Like he's just sort of gone. Shows up and he's gone. Yeah. And then I bet in the next episode, like, Lisa Lisa's going to notice and be like, ah, well, I'll just point this at his brain. And then there you go. It's dead. Nice and convenient. Yeah. So. So, um, highlights, lowlights. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the low light, very obviously, mm-hmm. has to be when the mask came off. Because, like, for some reason, I was like, oh, yeah, the mask is just going to stay there. You know, it's, it's going to stay there. Totally. The breathing mask. Yeah, the breathing mask. Um, It's just going to stay there until, you know, the end of the episode and possibly till the end of the season. <laughs> and then the last episode will shunk. Ah, now I can breathe again. That's your voice? <laughs> <laughs> Jojo never took the mask off. Whoa. He, just, he said it just felt more like him now. <laughs> Jojo always had a mask. It was just clear. Um, Yeah. So, like, the fact it came off due to a spike as opposed to you just take it off. <laughs> You know, he, like, wasn't, he wasn't allowed to. Actually, I think Lisa Lisa might have locked it on. Okay, but then how did it come off due to the spike? Mechanism got broken because a big spike went through it. <laughs> Not a fan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my low light is definitely the um, nail trap doors. The nail trap that doors. That he sends his veins out of. Oh. <laughs> like, it's good sort of horror imagery, but it kind of... Like, it's the same sort of... It's the same thing as, like, it, um, pro- Santana's, like, morphing body. Yeah, but it provokes the same sort of reaction in me as seeing, like, someone's fingernail torn off. Ah, Where it's yes. like, Ugh. You're just seeing it and going, no. Yeah. Oh. Sort of like a real tingling in the extremities that's unpleasant. Yeah. Highlights. Uh, highlights. Go on. you surely got one. Do I have one? Well, that's a negatory. I have to say my highlights were every single time vivid colour was used. Mm, with, good, like... Good use of colour in this episode. Yeah, with, like, Jojo's eyes or, uh... ACDC's eyes or anything like that where it's just like ah yes this is the Jojo I know and love I'm gonna go with um Jojo that moment where he smashes the horn with his fist because we so rarely see Joe Joseph using direct force in that way mm. to solve his problems and it was it's kind of satisfying to see it when it happens it's the victorious moment of yep I bested yeah. you like all, string tricks string, string tricks are really cool and entertaining but sometimes you just do want to see you um, know a giant pillar man with a horn get punched yeah so that his horn breaks. There's a certain amount of catharsis in that direct action. <laughs> there is. We've got so much of it with Jonathan, not enough with Joseph. Yeah, which isn't to say I just like Joseph's stuff. Yeah. In fact, I probably think, by and large, it's more entertaining to have that sort of different stuff mm. as the as the norm. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this entire episode has been one giant parallel with Jonathan, hasn't it? Has it? Yeah, well, like, you mentioned that, you know, like, the water with the spikes. True. And how he's now mastering Hamon. And now we have him punching a giant pillar man. And he's sort of fighting against the perfect being, which would be Dio. And, and I suppose at this yeah. point, although obviously he continues to rely on trickery and stuff because that's his thing, mm. Joseph has sort of overcome the the limitation that's been on him up to this point in this series where his ripple isn't really that good because he... Yeah, the physical limitation of yeah, not being able to he breathe always uses He always uses his, loses his breathing rhythm. Yeah. And up until last episode, he was radiating, radiating it through his palms, which is much more wasteful. Oh, what a fucking casual... <laughs> These weekend Hamon users coming in just ruining the scene with their... God, they think they get it, man. They think they get what breathing is all about. Yeah, they don't live the lifestyle. They're like those guys who just come to Burning Man and... <laughs> they don't wear the mask, bro. Stone mask. Ooh. Anywho, uh, Nicholas, next week on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2 Battle Tendency, what will happen? 
I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we now have a giant brain on the back of Joseph. Uh, so I think that's going to be dealt with relatively quickly, uh, because ACDC will be for sure dead. It seems like one of those things that will either be resolved straight away or will sort of never be resolved and it will just keep like showing up looming in the background like a Godzilla thing yeah where it's like the next part will be ACDC like after defeating cars Joseph goes home one day and then he gets suddenly attacked by this brain and then what you know they resolve it then (laughs) yeah no I reckon uh, Lisa Lisa's gonna be like uh uh Joseph Something on your uh, something on your back there, Joseph. Yeah, uh, uh, Jojo, uh, can I call you Jojo? This, this is an awkward moment, but <laughs> could you turn around for me again? Uh, and just grab the stone and immediately be like, "Fuck you!" and then start shooting at this brain, which will, at that point, I hope, have like a the thing vibe. And that sort of gives us like a controlled controlled medium with which to demonstrate the effect of the stone's lasers on Precisely. the pillow. Precisely, and just be like, "Oh, so that's what happens when you laser them to death." Mm. Uh, either that, or the brain will escape, meet up with. Um, the other pillman. He'll be like, the stone is definitely there. And they'll be like... Because I can talk, because I'm a brain. Yeah. Or he'll talk through, like, weird veiny things, and they'll be like, ah, yes, it's ACDC. Too bad you failed, and crush him. Oh, yeah, shows yeah. that he doesn't... He's yeah. rec- He's ruthless. Exactly. And they'll be like, well, you failed. I am the most powerful one. Bam, dead. Is that Whamu or is that Cars? Hmm. What if... What if it's Whamu because the brain goes into his shadow and he reflexively <laughs> just crushes him? <laughs> I made it home, I'm safe. Bam! <laughs> Um, no, I reckon it'll be Cars because he's the leader. And it'll be like, you he's failed He's the leader me. of the bunch. Yeah. He's f- he's probably going to be like, you failed me. Bam. Or Lisa Lisa will kill him with the stone. Yeah. That's showing the true power of the stone. Um, Cars leads. Santana does machines. Uh, Whamu's a party dude. And ACDC's cool but rude. <laughs> it's the perfect gang. Um, right. So that's the brain. Uh, I reckon maybe... Maybe at some point we're going to have a flashback with Lisa Lisa because we haven't seen anything from her. That stands to reason. The last episode did like raise a lot of questions about who she was. Yeah, and we had a sort of flashbacky sort of thing with who was it? Who had the flashback in part one? Zapelli. Like, uh, no, not Zapelli. Oh wait, goddamn it! I'm thinking of Poco. Poco and Zapelli both had flashbacks. Oh, we know Poco. nothing about Speedwagon before he became a mugger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe, like, something similar to Zapelli as, like, the master with the flashback. And then maybe, I don't know, she, like, had a child and then the child was killed by the pill. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe she had, like, a child and then she, like, refused the child because he was weak. <laughs> and so he- then she was, Damn. Like, yeah, she's brutal, man. This is why she hates everyone is because no one has ever lived up to her incredible standards, which has been her own weakness. Either that or, you know, she fell in love with a lady and then lady died. And then she was like, I must live on. And carry on her legacy or something badass like why that. Why a lady specifically? I don't know. It could be a man. Just, uh, yeah. I don't know. Just curious why you, why you went with, with that specific in your prediction. I don't know. Like, I imagine, like, since she's so, like, badass and she's already had... Because back then... She lives was... alone on this island with her maid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and her two, like, buff statuesque manservants. Yeah. Um. No, I'm guessing, like, maybe... Because she was already the badass and she was already, like, the weird... Yeah, not many female masters in much manga at that point. Maybe they'll just go full out and be like, yeah, she's also gay. She has a, like, a weird dog. I don't know. Okay. Like, three-legged dog or something. Why? Because it's different. It's unusual. All right. Okay. Uh, Okay, so that's Lisa Lisa will take care of ACDC and then maybe a flashback. Caesar. Oh, poor old Caesar. He's not going to get much action. (laughs) I reckon he, we're going to see him twice in the whole episode and he's going to be like, oh, what? He's incredible. This Jonathan, this Joseph, he's, 
he's amazing and that's it uh so he's sort of being relegated to the speed wagon role where yep. he just watches and more or less and cheers him on uh and joseph will be surprised that there was a brain on his back and then be amazed that lisa killed it or that it got away and then talk for a long time about <laughs> uh that's certain yeah talk for a long time about the age of stone talk about where the hell the pillmen are what his plans are going to be and then at the last minute will actually set out on the plans, only to be impeded by Whamu. Okay. They're just like, okay, let's go fight the pillar man. They open the door and he's right there. Hey. Yeah, yep, pretty much. <laughs> you guys want to fight? Yeah. It's like, it's been uh, a month, yo. I am not as foolish as ACDC. So. TikTok Joseph. <laughs> he says, looking at the sundial on his wrist, which he can't use because he can't go out in the daylight. No, it's, like, it's a moon dial now. Mm. So how does that work? It doesn't. It's just like a dig- it's one of those calculator watches. I enjoy your modern conveniences. <laughs> it's literally just a clockwork watch, but it's like, does it work? No. It's solar powered. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, but I reckon Joseph is going to set out on his event or set out to find the pillarman now because uh he's done with his training. He's going to be like, Fuck yeah, you. I need some rising action up in this piece. Yeah. So he's going to set out, try and find them, and then maybe cars will be the first one he encounters. Maybe. And then when would be the last one he encounters? Ah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anywho. Yep. Uh, let's wrap up the episode. Uh, first, I'm going to shout out to a couple of our iTunes reviewers. Thank you for taking the time to help us promote the show. Thank you. You are the real MVPs here. We just talk. These guys, they actually put effort into like making a post. I put effort into the podcast. True. This is true. I put like no effort into this podcast. <laughs> and you're there being like, I'm just going to have to edit all of this, aren't I? Okay, I'm going to shout out to... Um, Bluetooth 2 on the US iTunes store uh, says uh, it's a really good listen and that the show is like watching it is uh, our show is like watching Jojo with a set of friends which is kind of the tone we're aiming for so that's yeah, nice that's good and also on the um, US store Viola Beatrice Ophelia I'm sorry th- what? it's a name and a half I tell you that oh my god thank you very much for your kind words they want to know who we think the best Jojo is oh now come so on so now obviously you have limited options here <sighs> Okay, well, I know Jonathan and Joseph. Mm -hmm. So far, I'm swinging towards Joseph because at first I didn't like him that much. I mean, let's be real, Joseph has a lot of unlikable qualities. Yeah, but now as time goes on, he's just ridiculous. He is hilarious to watch. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I... When I was coming into the show like you are now, I didn't really appreciate Jonathan because his story is so simplistic and uh, he's... Much more of a generic sort of pure protagonist. Mm. But I think having consumed all the extant material, there is a certain appeal to that sort of sort of legacy he establishes and being the point of comparison for all the, the others. The idealistic yeah. thing that you look back on and say, yep, that's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's a good Joe. But that said, personally, um, I would say... Go on, pick any. Probably the part four protagonist is my favourite, although I'm, you know, I, I'm not really the sort of person who generally picks favourites in things. Fence sitter. Um, I, you know, I, I like them all. I don't necessarily need feel the need to have a one above the rest. Although, if, if I was pressed, I would probably say the part four one. Oh, it's Joseph. I would also probably <clears throat> give shout outs to the part six protagonist. And although it hasn't finished, uh, I like the part eight protagonist a lot too. There you go. Without giving any details away for Nicholas's spoilers. I'm I'm keen for part eight, but it's going to take us like twelve years to get there. <laughs> oh yeah. 
God damn it. So, thanks for those reviews. Um, keep them coming, please. That's all the ones we currently have on the US store. So, from next episode on, I'll start shouting out to some of the other iTunes stores because I know there's a couple of reviews there that have been there for a while that we've overlooked. Don't worry, we appreciate all of them. Fortunately, because... iTunes, as far as I can tell, doesn't have any feature where you can sort of conglomerate all the reviews you have. <laughs> you have to individually check each each nation's store, which is a really tedious process. How many nations are there, like, on a like global scale? Hang on, let's... Well, to add to this, I'm just going to open the pick your nation thing and scroll down. One, two, three, thirty. Okay, so a few. Many, I would say. <laughs> I mean, Turks and Caicos? Caicos? Not a place I'm familiar with. Oh, okay. St. Vincent and the Grenadines. All right, we're recording a podcast. <sighs> All right, anyway. If you ever want to correspond with us, we do have an email at uh, jojospodcast at gmail.com, and we're on Twitter at the same. I, 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 I maintain both of those, and I like to tweet observations on the Twitter account about the latest episode of Diamond is Unbreakable that's aired or just random thoughts that occur to me during the day, RE Jojos. Sometimes I make recommendations for other podcasts too because I'm an avid consumer of the medium. Mm. I do very little with my life, so... Yep. I also, since we're wrapping things up, want to take the opportunity to plug a couple of things, if I if I may. Do it. So I recently guested on a podcast called We Read the Book, which is a podcast that discusses um, movie adaptations of books. And I talked about the uh, adaptation of Neil Gaiman's Coraline, which is a Ooh. pretty delightful little like kids horror book. Check out that. That should be up probably by the time this episode comes up. I would really appreciate it if you gave it a listen. And I also have another show that I don't really talk about much on this. It's called Mystery Twins Detective Agency. I'm sorry, go back. What? Mystery Twins Detective Agency. Go in on. In which uh, my friend Regan and I um, watch uh, crime shows, you know, buddy cop things, mystery shows like Midsummer Murders or such. And when it's possible with an episode, we try to guess the culprit before um, the TV show reveals it to us. Although with some things like Luther or we recently did an episode on Supernatural, mm. it doesn't really establish a, a mystery in that regard. Mm. So you're kind of like the detectives. Yeah. So a bit, <laughs> a bit of fun. And other than that, it's like a recap and discussion show like this one. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. I think that's about all we have. Delightful. Uh, Our theme music was uh, Hot Mustard by S Strong. Check it out on their SoundCloud account. And until next time, to be continued. Wait, that's not the thing. No. That's the... Not even the Spanish fleet. That's the Super Mario. Da 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 Future Liam, listen here. At some point in this episode, I'm going to mention something. That's about as far as it's going to go. This will be my addition to the episode. I hope. It might not be an addition. It could actually be horrible. But I'm going to say some stuff, do some things, and look good doing it. After all, isn't the most JoJo thing you can do be looking good while doing things? Maybe the most JoJo thing I can do is to do a sick monologue explaining my plans. Man, this is a hell of a B-roll, isn't it? So I'm just all alone up here, with a TV and a phone. And I'm being told that things will be fixed via the phone. But the TV is telling me nothing. Nothing at all. What secrets are behind that black screen, I wonder? How long until its power button is pressed again? What would happen if I was the TV, and it was watching me? Would I be comfortable with the situation? I think I just heard the dog vomit. Hang on. So, what have you been doing lately? Uh, well, uni has taken me over. Mm-hmm. Um, like, all night last night, 
I was just at uni uh, breadboarding things, which is like a prototyping board that exists. It, it, it sucks. It really sucks. I think we spent six hours or so on it. Maybe like five or six hours. Um, and at the end, we were like, look, we're pretty confident that it works. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and solder it. But we can't get it to work properly because the breadboard slash wires suck. Right. So I was just like, screw it, let's just solder it because it'll probably work. And um, it well, we haven't soldered it yet, that's okay. the problem. Because <laughs> it took six hours to breadboard it. Right. I was like, Ugh. Is that a technical term? Uh, well, sort of. It's the term that everyone uses. It's industry jargon. Yeah. I hate it so much because it's a proto-board, you casual shits. And Nick, what if I talked about gatekeeping? Gatekeeping? Yeah. Go on. Don't do it. Oh. But I want to keep gates. Oh, yes! One of the guys in my group is about to head to J-Car now and get us some sweet things. What? But, um, so we need, like, stuff to solder with. Um, like a little board to put things on. Um, but we don't have it. So one of the group members is going to go into JCar and send me some sick pics of a board. Apparently it's going to take him six minutes to get there. Okay, make sure you turn off vibration on your phone. Oh yeah. Common base sentience. Ah, the perfect baffling. Dude! Hello! Look at that. I'm baffled by how well this turned out. <laughs> I mean, the question is, is it actually going to work? Yeah, it's better than nothing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What? How much could actually boil blood before it would, you know, start, like, doing weird things? I don't know. I'm not a chemist, as you know. Hmm. But surely you've dabbled in the boiling of certain others' blood? <laughs> surely we could find out very easily. Give me your blood. No. Oh. Alright, give me someone else's blood. No. Oh. Get your own damn blood. My blood's good. 